Good evening from Plunkett Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we are here with episode 567 of F5 Live, refreshing technology for Sunday, July 26th, 2020. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, AT&T is asking for more sales. Xbox is giving more value. And TikTok really wants more trust. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, or on our website, plugitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. Uh, you can join us live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern by going to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in, uh, during the show, give your feedback on the topics as we talk about them, or you can always subscribe at plugitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, Pilch Point, Plugits Live Presents, and a whole lot more. And of course, you can find all the ways that you can watch or listen. Abram. How are you doing today? I had quite a week. Uh, <laughs> yes, you did. The internet went out on Monday, last Monday, um, and I couldn't get my provider, uh, Verizon, to come fix it till Thursday. And they told me so uh, after I was on the phone for like two hours, you know, trying to prove to them that it was actually broken um and and it's very hard to get a person i should note um so like what was i to do my it turned out that uh, my phone uh which is on t-mobile was getting the equivalent of and i know we're going to talk about t-mobile in a minute uh was getting like the equivalent of 1g speeds Ooh. or maybe 2g i mean i was getting like on speed test i was getting three megabits down and, and 0.5 megabits up. Um, so, uh, at best, sometimes under one down also. Uh, so like, obviously not good enough to really do much work. Yeah. So my family and I, we, we went to visit my mom for two days. Just, I mean, you know, it was nice to visit her, but, our motivation was I had to, to do my work. I had to be there. Um, right. Fortunately, you know, when Verizon came on Thursday, they fixed the problem, which was that the the line had literally been like knocked out to my house, had literally been knocked down. Um, but it does make you wonder, like, does make me wonder, like, what if it happens again? Um, you know, what? what are my backup options like? It seems that uh, the T-Mobile signal in my house is not good enough to do, not good enough to be a hotspot. Uh, my wife and I used to have Verizon and we've got almost no signal in this house. So um, I don't know. Uh, you know, well, I would like to think I could get a hotspot um, to have as a backup but if I'm getting 2G speeds, uh, what good is that? Right. Yeah, that's no good. Uh, maybe we should uh, maybe we should hook you up with the company we interviewed at CES that makes the uh, 
cellular repeaters. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've I got, mean, I've got one in my kitchen that I'm doing a product review on right now. And, uh, my, I want to know my if it sprint, works. I know my sprint signal went up two full bars. See, the funny thing is I have the bars. Mm. I just don't have the speed. Gotcha. Right. Like it's not that I don't have a connection. Like I did have that problem with Verizon a couple of years ago. I can make as many phone calls as I want. I can get stay online. No problem. It's stable. It's just super duper duper slow. Gotcha. And I'm getting like four bars. So okay. I don't know. Is it would having a better signal solve the problem? Perhaps it depends on whether, you know, what signal you're getting that's strong. Because maybe it's not a yeah. T Mobile signal. You know? Just looking at it, there's no no direct way anymore most of the time of knowing because of the roaming agreements. And uh maybe the Tower you're on is only offering a very strong edge signal. Who knows? I mean, it says 4G on my phone. Okay. And my wife now has a 5G phone, too. And it says 5G. And hers is maybe like two megabits faster, but still bad. You know? That's weird. It's still like five megabit. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a disaster. Uh, but if anybody in the audience has any ideas, I mean... This is a real serious uh, problem, I think, for people who now in this world where you have more people working from home, mm-hmm. what do you do if your internet goes down and and you could lose productivity f- for days? Like in the, you know, before time, uh, I would go into my office right. or, uh, or maybe I could find some place to hang out, like a coffee shop or something. Right. And, uh, and none of that's an option anymore. But, Right, so it's kind of it's kind of disaster. We really need our internet. Yeah, more more now than possibly ever before. And you know we're definitely more than ever. We're seeing we're seeing companies respond to it. We're, this won't be part of the topic, but you know, uh, T-Mobile even on their their new the not even the essentials plan, the new uh, combo plan, Sprint T-Mobile thing. Uh, they've even got a hotspot built into it, but if your if your connection isn't great, if your speed isn't great, it still doesn't help. Right. So exactly. Yeah, uh, it's probably time for the the internet companies to to uh, get together, get their act together. That's what I was. I mean, act was the word I was said, looking for. A new <laughs> different word. I'll. I'll leave it with I'll leave it with this. Somebody suggested to me one of my uh, Facebook uh, colleagues, colleagues who was on Facebook, s- suggested to me that uh, I should try to get a business internet plan with a with some kind of SLA uh, service level agreement, so that an interesting maybe comment. there would be something where I could at least be guaranteed to get cert to get or pair mm-hmm. person out here faster. Because that, that was the biggest killer part. Like, you know, yeah, okay, maybe I could live with this for like 12 hours or whatever, but mm-hmm. until the next day, but like you're telling me you can't even come over here for three days. Right. Which for our regular listeners and viewers, they know that we had to cancel a show, uh, what, a month ago because uh, all of a sudden uh, 
the the internet access here in the studio was uh, no more than a, a megabit up and uh, two down on a hardwired cable connection where I'm supposed to get 400 down. And we were getting yeah. two that night. You and I couldn't stay connected even on Skype for more than a minute and a half. Yeah. And yeah. and no, it was, no, it was no what? That... That went down on Sunday, and I didn't have a I didn't have a technician on site until Thursday. So yeah, it somebody recommended the same thing that maybe a business band connection. So at least there's an SLA on it, and you can throttle them by the neck if they don't show up on time. So I haven't looked into it yet, but it's definitely it's definitely on my radar as well because we can't. All of the things that are happening over here can't happen on <laughs> two down, one up. <laughs> Let alone, I mean, just trying to use the internet on two one isn't even an option anymore. Yeah. Even How the... does that compare to having a dial-up modem? <laughs> well, let's see. 56K versus uh, 1024K? 24, 20, 48K? So... Okay, so it's still it's still 20, significantly better. Twenty times dial up, but still, no, still, okay. it's still only twenty times dial up. No, because that would be yeah. meg. Oh no, it's two thousand times. Because that twenty times would be two. Oh no, yeah, two meg. Yeah, yeah. Yep, twenty times. Whoop, my brain's all over the place tonight. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun show. <laughs> but yeah, I. Internet's more important than ever, and I think what we're seeing, um, I, this obviously isn't our topic, but I think it's it's an interesting thing that's happening. What we're seeing is a stress on the infrastructure in a way that they're unprepared for on the, on the consumer yes. side. And so, you know, some of what we experienced was, was infrastructure stress. Um, obviously, what you experienced was a physical line being missing, but... Um, I think but a lot the of people are the infrastructure is that they couldn't send someone over. Right. Because there's other problems elsewhere and they, their internal infrastructure yeah. wasn't strong enough to be able to get somebody out there for three days. So, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, looking at more technicians would be a good thing for them. That's just a recommendation guys, both Verizon, bright house. Nope. What's it called now? Spectrum. <laughs> uh, Maybe more text. With that, let's get down to some news. This week's Nifty Gifties and F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new ta uh, laptop, a tablet, an Xbox uh, One, games, and a whole lot more, uh, you can get them at the Microsoft Store, and that includes things that aren't Microsoft, like Samsung phones and uh, VR headsets, and uh, all of those are available. And remember that current students and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything. And you can find out about the current deals and all the products that are available by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. So, AT&T and T-Mobile. Uh, <laughs> 
AT&T made news this week, uh, not for a good reason, but because they sent out uh, a bizarre email that uh, said that they were making a network change and that your device wasn't compatible. Now, they didn't give a whole lot more information than that. Um, they didn't give a timeline. They didn't uh, seem to filter the email by those who might be affected. Uh, they just sent out an email suggesting that people buy new phones. <sighs> now, here's the important stuff that was missing. First, the network change isn't happening until 2022. Um, and most phones that have been sold for a number of years, uh, mid-range and above, are not affected. Uh, if you look at the, the big flagships, the iPhone 6 and newer are all good. So that's seven generations of iPhone. The Samsung Galaxy S7 and newer, which is five generations of uh, Galaxy S. The Note 3 and newer are all good. Um, the uh, HTC phones all the way back to whatever came just after the M8. So we're talking when Windows Phone 8 was still a thing because the M8 came with Windows Phone eight on it, not even 8.1, uh, as an option. Uh, so we're talking a lot of phones for a long time that are still good. Basically voice over LTE, uh, is what feature the device needs. Uh, the ability to call over 4g, not 3g because 3g is going to go away, uh, which is inevitable. They're putting in 5g across the country trying to maintain three different networks is expensive. So they don't want to make sense. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, AT&T has apologized for the, um, the poor wording. They said that it should have included a timeline in it. Um, and that that was a mistake. Although I don't know, Avram, how many, <laughs> how many people must an email that goes out to most, if not all customers, be vetted by inside of a company as large as AT&T before it hits. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be accusatory, but it certainly plays to their advantage. Um, I mean, if you get people in a panic about getting a new phone, mm -hmm. then you're going to attract more business. Sure. At a time where when business is a little down. A little down, but not really. I mean, in in the AT and T mobility business isn't all that down because people are having business lines and stuff working from home. And I mean, Directv is down, but that's right. not well, the same thing. Well, I understand. But I'm just saying for that part of the business, right? Right. Yeah. They're looking to forget whether it's down or not. It's going to attract business. Yes, it is. No company that I've ever heard of is ever happy with the amount of business True. that they get saying, let's not do as everything we can to get more business, True. to get more people buying stuff. So, um, so of course they're, they're thinking like, so someone sending that, you know, the more you, you create a sense of alarm, the better chance of selling more phones. Sense right? of urgency. So, 
sense of create a sense of urgency because with no timeline there's an urgency the there, yeah with no timeline there's an artificial urgency that's added to it yes this is going to happen we've known that this was going to happen for a while but without a timeline it f there's an artificial sense of urgency that's added to the to the email which is very different from the way T-Mobile uh, has been addressing the same thing T-Mobile's timeline is actually compressed um their transition actually happens in January of 2021. So just a couple of months from now. <clears throat> and they've been, for those few customers that are affected by it, they've been communicating. They've been giving uh, um, uh, notifications with a very clear timeline. Uh, I, January 2021, that's a pretty clear timeline. They don't know exactly what date because... They're dealing with the FCC and things. But, you know, January 2021 is a pretty clear timeline. Um, and uh, they're not activating old devices anymore. So they haven't been selling incompatible devices for a while. Uh, and next week, if you try to bring one that you already own, uh, they won't let you uh, activate it. So, I mean, very different approaches to the same thing there. So, yeah, no, uh, uh, no question. Well, I mean, they eventually have to, 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 I mean, aren't they going to reuse that spectrum? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so th it's got to go away at some point, <laughs> right? They want to, yep. they want to expand the spectrum for, for 4G and 5G. The only way to do that is either buy new and Dish Network made it very clear that they were going to win every auction they could get their hands on. Uh, so reuse is the only thing left for most of these companies. So, yep. Uh, so don't be alarmed. <laughs> the email sounded alarming, but was not, um, because most people won't even be affected by this unless you have a very low end phone or a very old phone. Cause again, the, the iPhone five S eight generations ago. Oh, soon to be nine, <laughs> probably 10 by the time it actually happens. <laughs> so, you know, that's, it's a pretty wide uh, array of devices that are still going to be compatible almost a decade old. So uh, it's, it's not that, not that big of a concern uh, and future communications will be more clear. So uh, <laughs> keep that in mind and uh as it comes closer we'll try to keep you updated with uh with any changes and uh, uh clarifications on timelines this week's pilch point with avram pilch Ooh, i don't know what's happening i'm sorry is uh probably powered by pure vpn the best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices, and you can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right, Avram. Even though the world is in a bit of chaos it's that time of year right yes so 
obviously there's a lot of debate going on about whether or not uh, children and even university students should be going uh, physically back to school. Um, I'm not going to uh, spend this time weighing in on, on it, uh, but we know for a fact that uh, a lot of them will not be going back. A lot of universities, a lot of school districts already have said that they're doing that they're doing uh, remote learning. Uh, so the traditional, so this is the time of the year where uh, we usually talk about back to back to school products. Uh, but I wanted to talk about uh, products that uh, you could use to enhance your school experience, uh, even if your school experience is happening right at home. Um, so I think this, um, actually presents some new uh some different needs than you have when you're um when you're sure that you're going into a school building uh for one uh this could be an opportunity for folks who are you know say uh eh, i even think with younger kids to go for a desktop rather than a laptop uh if there's desk space in your house uh, this might be an opportunity for you to have build yourself to upgrade your desktop or uh, have a really good gaming rig and know that, hey, I, I don't necessarily need to invest a lot in a laptop right now because I'm not going anywhere unless, of course, you're going uh, somewhere within your house like to the couch. Um, but uh, if you are um, thinking about it, uh, desktop, uh, this, this would be a good time to look at, um, if you have an existing one, um, uh, spending, spending some money to get yourself up to 16 gig or 32 gig of Ram. Uh, this would be a good time to look at, um, uh, if you have a, whether, even if you have an existing laptop, uh, upgrading yourself to a higher capacity SSD, uh, you can still get a terabyte for under 150 dollars uh so plenty of storage space um it's also a great time a really good time to be looking for uh to be looking for a new monitor um or multiple new monitors uh now obviously monitors are something that people have that last a long time the monitors i'm looking at right now on my desk i must admit i think are i think these are older than my son who's eight uh but um you can get some really good good quality monitors particular that allow you to not only do schoolwork but also you know do some gaming for example uh our favorite budget at Thomas Hardware, our favorite budget gaming laptop is the Acer XFA 240, which is a 24 inch, and that's just 199. And that's actually, you know, not a spectacular price if you were, um, you know, just going for any 24 inch monitor because you could get those for under 100. I. But this is 144 hertz. I have to interrupt. That's for a monitor, yeah. not a laptop. Yes. Okay. Just, I just wanted to clarify because I think I heard you say laptop. 
I know that's oh, where our, I? I know that's where our minds are. So I just wanted to clarify. That's for a yes. twenty-four so, inch, one forty-four hertz monitor. Yes. Okay. So those that's something that you uh, that you could easily get that would really upgrade your your experience. We've got a list on Tom's Hardware of best gaming monitors. Another thing that you really want to look at is um, is your webcam. And this is true whether you have a laptop or a desktop because uh, laptop built-in webcams are usually pretty terrible, even on the best laptops. So uh, there's still a shortage. Of, it's still expensive and difficult to find, uh, log to find Logitech, uh, which is the brand Logitech webcams, which is the by far the most popular brand. Uh, but um, you can get uh, you you can definitely get yeah it's it's like impossible to get a Log Logitech C920, which is the most popular. But what you can get, uh, and we've tested, is a some uh, a rather not well known brand called Austom, A U S D O M. The Austom AF640 uh, goes for ninety dollars, and that is a 1080p camera that is almost as good as a Logitech, uh, and definitely better than anything that was built into your into a laptop. Um, that is, you know, obviously something that you you want to look at if you're doing distance learning. You want a good webcam. Um, you also you also might want to consider, um, you know, what type of headset you have. Um, look for a good quality USB headset. Um, right now, I'm wearing a, you know, the standard Logitech one that is about thirty dollars. Uh, but obviously, if you want to do gaming also, uh, there's some really great choices out there. I really like the... Um, I, I um, really like the Patriot, uh, Patriot Memories uh, Viper headset. Uh, really, really uh, good, qual good quality, comfortable um, USB headset. And uh, it has really cool looking RGB. Um, that way, when you're on, on the conference call with your teacher, you can just turn your head and they can see RGB and they'll give you a higher grade. I'm sure of it. Um, finally, uh, to talk about laptops for a second, if you do want to get a laptop, um, the, the best, uh, laptop, the best in terms of just something thin and light for productivity, uh, is to get an ultrabook uh, a laptop that's under three pounds uh we really like and have found a really really good prices currently on H hp specter x360 um the specter x360 uh you can get it for some really really low prices uh really really low prices right now uh you can get it for as low as 750 uh, the 13-inch model on HP.com. Uh, that is with uh, that's with the that's with the slightly older processor. So you pay over a thousand for the 10th gen, I think, processor. But eighth gen processor is very good. Uh, the design is great. It comes with a, a stylus. Um, 
So uh, lots to think about. We've got a list uh, on Tom's Hardware of, of uh, back to school, of ways to, uh, to uh, back to school upgrades and back to school, uh, back to school buying advice for the things that you need. Because uh, even if you're not going anywhere, you're still going back to school. Right. And, and with new rules, right? <laughs> Think things are different. And so, you know, the, the needs may be different this year. So it's, uh, even if maybe you're going into your sophomore year of college, maybe your needs are going to be different because, uh, school's going to be a little different this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no question about it. Um, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of people doing distance learning, and uh, so so you need more than ever to make sure that you've you've got a good setup at home, including good internet. And uh, for that, I, I have no fantastic advice. Get good internet. Oh, poor Avram. <laughs> for for those who who may have missed it at the beginning of the show, Avram spent several days without internet. <laughs> due to no I mean, fault look, of his there's own. real tragedy going there's real tragedy going on in this world and, and being without internet isn't a tragedy but it is a drain of productivity it is a drain of productivity and and a problem uh it just it struck me a lot uh that to, to think like hey you're the way that i'm thinking of internet now and even my wife and kids were thinking of internet now is the way that we think of a power outage Right. Mm -hmm. um, which is, is funny. Like you'd leave your house if you knew your power was going to be out for three days, probably. But who would have thought I leave, I'm leaving my house because I have no internet for three days. Yeah. Because, you know, with, with all of us working, working remote, it's, uh, it's an essential piece. We can't, we can't connect to the rest of our colleagues and um, our tools without it. So, you know, it's it's an important piece of the puzzle for sure. Yep. So, well, Abram, uh, it's it's always it's always good to get some some advice, uh, especially with things being out and some alternatives. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned the the C nine twenty and sitting here in the studio while I look at you, I'm looking at one. And so I, that, that's they're in high demand. I know. And that's, I have one too. They're in high. And that's, that's how high, high demand. That's how important they are is, I mean, it's literally our backup camera here in the studio. It's such a good quality that we use it as our backup in the studio and have for yeah. many, many years. We had a nine ten before that and we switched to a nine twenty as as the studio backup <laughs> so i mean it's yeah they're they're a great camera and so uh so you know to have a backup since they're basically inaccessible right now is is important so definitely uh yeah. definitely appreciate that and as yeah, always Avery, out, uh we yep. have go ahead oh, i was just gonna say we have a list of the best webcams you can buy right now on tom's hardware um and uh, a varying prices, but the one that the one that seems to be in in a decent price is the Austin, A U S D O M. Excellent. Well, that's that's good to know because people have asked me, and uh, I always go searching on uh, on Tom's Hardware <laughs> to get to get an answer for them. So 
that's good good to have that answer uh and as always Abram, uh i i appreciate your time i look forward to what we'll talk about next week This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is probably powered by Razer. Get all the accessories you need to up your game on your PC, console, or mobile device from Razer. Whether you're looking for a gaming mouse and keyboard like we use here in the studio, a webcam and light for your Twitch stream, although a webcam is, as we just said, in a, in a short supply right now, or an entire gaming setup like the Razer Blade 15. You can find it all at Razer by going to f5live.tv slash Razer. It's, it's interesting. Their supply comes and goes on the Yeah, the Razer Kio, by the way, is one of our top choices. We, we, we like it a lot if it's in stock. Right. <laughs> Which is always questionable. Although, interestingly, um, uh, we've seen occasionally... Uh, shipment show up at uh, at GameStop, so that's also a place to check. Um, anyway, um, this week was a big one for uh, for Microsoft and particularly Xbox. Uh, we saw uh, quarterly earnings that were impacted so much by Xbox that they that the division was called out specifically in the earnings report, which is not unusual but not common either especially in a quarter um that we suspected would be dominated by microsoft teams and was um uh a lot of businesses are are switching to teams a lot of companies are taking the opportunity to do cloud migrations that uh that they've been putting off now they've got a little bit of extra time on their hands but xbox made a big enough uh impact to get called out specifically mostly because of subscriptions like the Xbox game pass, which we have said several times is possibly the best, uh, best deal in, uh, in gaming right now because the ultimate for 15 bucks, uh, gets you all the games on console and PC and soon on your phone plus Xbox live, uh, gold. You know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great deal. And people, spending more time at home, have been looking for kind of expanded gaming options. And if you just do the PC, or uh, just do the console for 10 bucks, you could play a different game every day, and it would still take you four months to play them all. Um, <laughs> and they get new stuff all the time. So, you know, it's it's been a really good deal, and people are recognizing that and have been subscribing uh, a lot. Then we also got our uh, our game showcase from Xbox, which showcased a lot of uh, new titles that will be coming to the Xbox Series X and Game Pass. Um, everything they showed off is going to be available through Game Pass, which is a pretty big deal because you've got titles like a new Fable game, you've got Psychonauts 2, you've got Halo, you've got all kinds of things and everything they showed off will be Game Pass. And a lot of what they showed off will be xCloud, or whatever it's called when it 
when it releases. We're gonna, I'm gonna call it uh, Game Pass Mobile. Um, it's uh, several of them will be available there as well, um, and so they definitely put a big emphasis in the same way that that NBC put a big emphasis on Peacock in their uh, in their um, their upfront presentation, the Thirty Rock episode. Uh, Microsoft and Xbox have put a lot of emphasis on on Game Pass. And uh, that could have something to do with the rumors that Xbox Live Gold is going to become uh, free when the new console comes out, um, evidenced by the fact that you can't get a 12-month subscription anymore. Uh, you can only do one in three, because in less than 12 months, it's suspected that it will become free. Um, so, you know, leaning into that Xbox Game Pass thing and the the huge collection of games is is big for them and they definitely uh, emphasized it a lot. They put a lot of value on Game Pass. They put a lot of value on the games. Huge range of games. Like I said, everything from from uh, Fable to Psychonauts, which is two very different gamer types. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a big presentation and uh, it looks like Looks like Microsoft's putting a lot of emphasis in uh, in Xbox in general, and I think that's that's good for them, especially with this last quarter showing uh, uh, Xbox being important for them. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves recurring revenue, so if you're going to show, um, if you're going to try to show investors something, you want to show them that you're selling, that you're selling Game Pass, that you're mm -hmm. selling, that you're that you're selling recurring, uh, you have recurring revenue. Uh, that means you have good engagement. Uh, now, it, it, I, do you think uh, there's anything to the rumors that have gone on for a while about Microsoft possibly spinning off Xbox into its own own brand? Um, that was something that I, so mean, I don't know into its own company. I guess it's it's um it's something that's persisted, even though the rumor was based on something that Satya Nadella said before he became CEO. Um, but the fact that the other big thing he said <laughs> before taking on the, the reins of the company, uh, he acted on nearly immediately, which was that it was a massive mistake for, um, for the company to have purchased Nokia's devices division. And within months, the division was gone, um, if he was planning on acting on it, he probably would have already. I don't think the company could justify it, especially with the amount of revenue it's it's making now that they're starting to push more stuff onto Azure to, to keep costs down. Uh, Minecraft uh, has officially moved uh, its servers from AWS to Azure, um, making making things less expensive for the company uh, with with the revenue being high enough to call it out in the uh, in the earnings report, I don't think at this point he could do it and keep his job. I think the if if I mean, he were to even recommend it at this point, I bet the the board would question his competence. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I mean I don't see why they would. I don't see the the point of that. If you have a successful division, why you would want to mm -hmm. to to get rid of it. Uh, and certainly if they're showing it off now, that's probably means that they want to keep it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's interesting to see that under Nadella, Microsoft has become more and more and more a B2B company. Um, 
I mean, they always it always did have a strong B two B presence, but it does seem like you know, okay, they're focusing more and more energy on things like teams, uh, and and so the question is, you know, is that who they really want to be? I uh, think, but Xbox is the opposite of that. I think both of them actually. Um lend credence to the thing that Satya has actually tried to make the company uh, focus on in his cloud. Um, and both something like Teams and Xbox uh, both push revenue to Azure. Um, they both put a big focus on Azure. Um, you know, the, the Azure game matching service. Um, Xbox Live runs entirely within the, the, uh, the Azure realm there's there's a lot there's a lot of revenue generated off of Xbox into the Azure division uh, which is something that the company has put a lot of focus on teams also pushes revenue into the Azure division um, so I think I think if it's a product that emphasizes and shows off Azure it's a product or service that Microsoft is interested in exploring that's what I think right now. And if you listen to their to their earnings reports, if you listen to even their local evangelists, uh, it's all about the cloud. All about the cloud. So even uh, Windows 10X uh, is all about the cloud. So I, I think anything that, that emphasizes that and shows off what Azure can do is something the company's interested in. And if it makes money on its own, like Xbox does, even better. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the fact that it's consumer facing when a lot of the other stuff they're doing isn't, I don't think they're all that worried about. Although Teams has a consumer version now, so I don't think they're afraid of consumers anymore. But I think they're approaching it differently than um, than Balmer did, which is good. <laughs> Because Bomber was way too Microsoft first. The fact that the the iPad version of Office was completely ready to go, but he wouldn't release it until a Windows 8 version was ready, is dumb. <laughs> so I, I think they're not afraid of consumers, but I think as long as the consumer pushes into the cloud, they're interested in it. It's a little bit more monologue-y than I meant, but... <laughs> 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 so sometimes it happens, I guess. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen them talk about it way too much to uh, to think that their focus is anywhere else. Anyway, uh, big like we said, big things coming to Xbox uh, and big things happening in Xbox. And consumers seem to be uh, seem to be excited about it and buying into it, which is uh, important for longevity. Which is, I think. The point that you were making. This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live is proudly powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies or let these guys do it for you. Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy, the former stars of Mystery Science Theater 3000, are back and doing what they do best 
creating commentaries for Hollywood blockbusters and B-movie oddities. It's like watching a movie with your funniest friends. And to find out about all of the feature films, the short films, and the live events coming up, you can go to f5live.tv slash rifftracks with an X. So things are continuing to, to look weird for Twitter. Um, uh, obviously, as, as time progresses, we will learn more about what happened uh, last week with the, with the hack. This week it was revealed that in addition to the 130 accounts that all posted the, uh, the scam message, um, 36 of those accounts also had their direct messages accessed, which was one of the explanations for why Twitter said they shut down most access for the verified users uh, was to protect the direct messages. And so it seems... Uh, while last week they had said that there was, they had not uncovered evidence of uh, uh, DM access. Now they have, so it seems like that was a good move. Uh, was was shutting down access to those accounts. Uh, it annoyed the people <laughs> whose accounts they were who weren't able to respond to people going, "Hey, what was that weird thing you posted?" Um, but it also protected the ninety what, 94 other users from having their DMs accessed. But anytime something like this happens, confidence starts to, to wane. Consumer confidence in the, in the service, and then on a more important level for Twitter, uh, advertiser confidence in, in the service, uh, which has already been low uh, because advertisers, for the same reason that Avery and I have talked about, why people were pulling out of YouTube, why people were pulling out of Facebook was because they didn't want their ads to show up next to content that either they or their customers might find objectionable. Um, and Twitter is nothing if not full of objectionable. Um, so, um, so advertisers have been backing off as they have in general, uh, you know, economic downturn they're looking for the best bang for their money and right now a lot of companies are thinking twitter is not it that's caused revenue problems and so the company is looking for other revenue sources and they have gone back to the the old classic that they've been talking about since uh like 2015 and that is um a subscription model now most important to note that does not mean that uh that Twitter will no longer be free because it will, because uh, they're fully aware that not enough people would ever pay for Twitter to be able to keep moving. Uh, but they are looking for ways of generating that recurring revenue, Avram, that you just mentioned during the the Microsoft. Uh, Does this include an edit button? Right. Wouldn't that be nice? And so, so they're discussing ways features, new feature sets, new things. Uh, they talked about making, uh, several years ago after they purchased it, they talked about making uh, TweetDeck tiered. Um, and it looks like they're they're talking about making Twitter tiered as well. And so I was going to ask, are there any features you can think of that you'd be willing to pay for? I can't. To be perfectly honest uh, up front, I, I can't. can't. I can't. I, I, I feel like 
for me also i mean we actually do at work use social media for for valid things mm -hmm. like promoting our content so i won't say it's all all a waste but i have to admit i i i'm not gonna lie i spend a fair amount of time reading twitter but it seems like a guilty pleasure like i wouldn't want to actually like i wouldn't want to actually invest money in it uh -huh. my own money in it uh to to have a slightly better experience experience like it's like it's like it's like farmville <laughs> guilty pleasure but you're not willing to to buy animals i got you and i yes, know that's an exactly. old reference there, no, it's like a lot of mobile games, yeah. right? It's, I mean, how many times have you played a mobile, a free-to-play mobile game, and you're like, "Well, I'll give this my time, but if I actually give it my money, then that's uh, then that's a bridge too far." <laughs> yeah. Now, there are some people who really, who really, really like Twitter. Mm -hmm. They want uh, they want some added features. I do think they generate revenue off of it. There are people who. There are people who are able to generate revenue off of off of social media. Those people might might have some features that they'd be willing to pay for. So you're talking about influencers? Maybe uh, brands. Um, maybe they'd charge for API access or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, like you know, that think... I could see. I could see API access being something. Uh, obviously, right now, people I think can pay for promote to have your tweet promoted, mm -hmm. so that's already a revenue stream. Right? You can but you can also I pay. Guess... One of the things that they added that I thought was a really clever idea was being able to uh, purchase officially purchase a hashtag, um, getting a little icon next to it, uh, like Apple does with WWDC every year. When you when you tweet with hashtag WWDC, you get a little Apple icon next to it. Uh, that was a pretty clever way of uh, of generating some revenue too. Yeah, I mean, maybe ability to change the formatting a little bit uh, in ways that you can't now to stand out. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Could Longer you, posts, could you maybe get a different font. Longer posts, different font. Oh, so uh, you're uh, you're uh, pitching MySpace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. At a certain point. <laughs> It stops being Twitter, right? right? Because this is why I've never really been that impressed with Twitter. But I guess like every other social network, it's not really about the technology. It's about who's using it and how. Mm -hmm. Because all it is, all it is, is a set of blah, is like a giant blah RSS feed with character count limits. Uh -huh. um, uh, that's that's what it is. SMS based. It, character count limits right i mean i guess the character count limit is the message right like mm -hmm. that's if you if you if you had unlimited characters it would no longer be twitter right um so and now that they've taken it up to like 280 mm -hmm. um it's like uh it's it's definitely much more usable at at, at 280 than it was at 140 mm-hmm uh, you still see, though, all these, and maybe it's set a part of the charm, if there's charm in Twitter, all these people who are doing these, uh, you know, threads where you've got like, oh, look, the, you know, here's a thread with like 25 posts in it yeah. telling you this important piece of information, um, you know, 
uh, just today, a former colleague of mine from back in the day uh, now writes for the New York Times and she put up a thread. She writes about, she's a medical reporter and she put up this really useful thread about about antibodies mm -hmm. and um, you know what what the antibody testing means and things like that. And I, I forget how many, how many uh, posts it ended up being. Was it like seven or eight posts? Which is nowhere near the longest ones that I've seen. Oh God, no. Uh, I don't know. Does it does it do anybody a service to have it be eight threat eight eight posts, or could they do give you something where it was more like Facebook and they just showed you the first two paragraphs, and then you could just um, hit a button to see the rest? I I don't know. So uh, so SMS stitching. Since Twitter is all yeah. is all based on on uh, uh, text message limits, which is literally why the the character count was what it was. Um, yeah, you know, we saw phones start doing text message stitching. You know, the WebOS had that capability. If it was three text messages, it would post it as a single message. So yeah. you could you could stitch those threads together, <laughs> just like. Uh, <laughs> just like SMS did. Yep. That's pretty funny, actually. That it, it, it's one of the things that, that in, uh, in software we always say is that uh, all applications evolve eventually to the point where they send email. <laughs> and it seems like, <laughs> and it seems like anything that's based on SMS at some point starts to stitch <laughs> here we go yep there um, you go that's pretty funny but you know there there have been services that have kind of popped up around twitter that take advantage of that limitation there's uh was it twit longer or something like that which honest to god sounds like something out of futurama but yeah uh that that allows you to post a whole big long thing from from Twitter, which is an interesting concept because, it again, isn't that the opposite of Twitter? But whatever. Um, couldn't you just link to a Facebook post or whatever? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't Does know. Does Twitter have a for business thing? Um, depends on what you're asking. Because it... The answer to the question uh, I mean, might be TweetDeck. Well, I mean, something where you could use, I don't know exactly how you'd use it, but I have some thoughts, uh, where you'd have sort of a private Twitter for your enterprise. Mm. Like Facebook Workplace, but on Twitter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't exactly believe so. Like I mean, I don't know how successful Facebook Workplace is, but... I don't see ads um, for it anymore. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it just it just seems to me when I'm looking at Twitter and I'm looking at Slack, there's there's something not too dissimilar in the experience that it makes me wonder whether somebody could, you know, could could combine the two. I don't know. Yeah. Per perhaps. Um, and, you know, both of them have both of them have APIs. But that would still make it public. I, yeah, it's interesting. 
I, I would imagine that it would be pretty easy to 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 create a multi-tenant system like that. Spin up different servers. I mean, I don't anyway. know if a lot of people Yeah, the question is, would people want it? Um, one of the things that would make that makes Twitter interesting from a development standpoint is the fact that it's basically a messaging queue. <laughs> and so from a development standpoint, you could actually use a private Twitter as an interesting uh, uh, messaging queue or even a public, but not Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> right? As a, as a messaging queue, we had a, uh, an employee a number of years ago who, um, who built a jukebox app that you could uh, tweet at. And you'd just include a hashtag right. with, a, with a, an ID. Uh, and the app would pick it up and it would add your song to the, to the jukebox queue. Because it's really just a messaging queue. And so... You know, there's there's some things that they could use the technology and sell the technology a little differently, or license the technology a little differently, uh, instead of thinking of themselves as a as a social media company. If they thought of themselves as a technology company and started to license the technology differently, they might there might be some revenue there. But from a social media standpoint, I cannot imagine a feature that I would be willing to pay for as a person or as a business. I, I just mm, I not can't really. I mean, as a business, I could see promotional things, but that's what they're doing now. Right. So. Yeah. Nothing. I can't think of anything new that's outside of their realm. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they attempt here, um, if they attempt it at all, because this has been in discussion since 2015, when uh, when workplace, ironically, when workplace launched, uh, both big things happened about the same time. So. Will anything happen? I don't know. They might try to woo back advertisers. It might be easier. <laughs> this week's DRM not included on F5 Live is probably powered by Amazon Prime. We all know that Prime offers uh, free shipping on millions of products. But that isn't all you get. In fact, for your uh, for your subscription, you get uh, free shipping. Might not be your favorite feature. You get free music with Amazon Prime Music. You get free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video. You get free games and a free subscription with Twitch Prime, which you could use to subscribe to us or any other uh, content creator to help support them, and a whole lot more. You can learn more about some of our favorite benefits. And uh, if you're not already a subscriber, you can get a 30-day free trial or even give it as a gift to a family or friend all by going to f5live.tv slash prime. Um, so speaking of brands that are having some trust issues, uh, TikTok. <laughs> um, although TikTok's trust issues are very different from Twitter's. Uh, while Twitter's tends to come from uh, just bizarre business decisions or a hack that may or may not have been within their control, uh, TikTok's comes from their ownership structure for the most part um, and the things that come out of that. Uh, the company 
It's multi-tiered. At the very top is uh, is a Chinese brand with very strong ties to the Chinese government, which uh, makes Western countries very uncomfortable. And uh, when things like uh, child privacy come into it, which uh, we talked about a year ago, I think, about um, the FTC fining the company for uh, child protection uh, violations, uh, that adds to that mistrust. And then a couple of weeks ago, finding out that uh, TikTok is constantly snooping on your keyboard on iOS and possibly Android, since we don't get notifications over there, um, that starts to add into the theories that maybe the app is you know, watching your behavior in ways that it's not supposed to, because that's a way it's not supposed to. Um, so we've seen some companies ban it, uh, on company phones, uh, here in the U S and abroad. We've seen almost all government agencies in the U S and, uh, Europe ban it on, on, uh, company device on government devices. Obviously, it's not available on secure devices at all. Those are very different. Um, and then we've seen India ban it entirely. Uh, the entire country has banned it. There was, a, there was a workaround where you could use a VPN and report that you were here, and it would work. And uh, even that doesn't work anymore because the, the government of India is very uh, firm on not wanting the platform in their country. And Western countries have been looking at uh, similar situations. So, of course, TikTok needs to deal with that. Um, their public perception is dropping. Their governmental perception is near the floor. So what do they do? One of the things they've been looking at is uh, changing their ownership structure and selling a majority stake to a U.S. company, um, which we know that a majority stake in a U.S. company and a minority stake in a from a Chinese company with government ties uh, tends to uh, work out well. Uh, Tencent owns a minority stake in Epic Games, uh, Activision, and a whole lot more, uh, and nobody's looking into that. I mean, gamers are, but then <laughs> the government's not looking into it. Um, the... Uh, the, the new anti-cheat system certainly raised some eyebrows, um, sending a lot of data to China. But, um, you know, if they were to change their ownership structure, that would put oversight in the U.S. And uh, from a corporate structure, oversight would be from, a, from the U.S. and not China, which could make, uh, make regulators a little more at ease because they could keep track of what's going on a little better. Um, the, they've also gone for a bit of a guerrilla attempt, which is interesting. They've uh, they've put aside two hundred million dollars to try and attract uh, U.S. content creators onto the platform, uh, possibly in an attempt to uh, build enough content creator loyalty within the community, so that if a ban were pitched, that there would be enough noise about it. Which I, I mean, it's diabolical. But it's clever. <laughs> um, Without TikTok, where will the next little Nas X come from? Fascinating. I don't even know what that question means. <laughs> 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 and that makes me happy, I think. 
Well, I, I learned about, to show you how out of pop culture I am, I learned about this like last year and I was like, oh, uh, I learned. Uh, so are you familiar with that song Old Town Road that was a everywhere for like in 2019? It's probably it not likely. You're not missing anything. Um, <laughs> but there was a there's a guy, little Nas X. I am on his uh, Instagram right now. <laughs> uh, who I believe the whole thing came from TikTok. That like TikTok was was where he was, uh, where he how he became famous with his song, uh, which then got remade with Billy Ray Cyrus and was song of the year or whatever i i believe that that all happened through through tiktok tiktok uh so i know tiktok has created some some stars uh, so but does that mean that those folks wouldn't have somewhere else to go or people who wanted to consume right uh that wouldn't have somewhere else to go i mean couldn't they go to youtube uh i mean maybe they'll go to but quibi <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you. That was good. <laughs> uh, somebody has to, because subscribers well, sure Quibi, aren't. Quibi's coming out with it. Isn't Quibi coming out with a new fugitive show? I don't understand this, but they're coming out with a with their own version of the fugitive. Uh, I don't know. I saw something about that recently. They've got a they've got a a series about a guy being offered a million dollars an hour to be hunted. They're taking some wide swings, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, but they've still got but, Reno 911, uh, yeah. so. But to your point, I don't think that people are going to, you know, rise up and demand that the government allow TikTok. Uh, um, see, I, I agree. I, I think mean, I think it's an interesting idea that they're that in the midst of all this weirdness around the brand that they're trying to pay content creators onto the platform. Um, but if that's their, if this is their goal to create some, some community uprising, if the U S tries to ban it, I don't think it's going to work. I don't know if that's their plan, but uh, the timing is suspicious. Ninja's free, right? <laughs> um, Indeed, he is. So, oh, you're on yeah, fire on this can, topic. Uh, <laughs> maybe he, maybe he can go somewhere. But yeah, it 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 seems like uh, it seems like un, unlike uh, unlike Lil Nas X, the uh, the viewers of TikTok are not going to ride this old town social network till they can't ride no more. Um, so, uh, so maybe, maybe trying to change the ownership on the other hand, will that make, uh, I mean, putting ownership in the U S will de definitely take, uh, U S regulatory pressure off. But what about the EU? Mm -hmm. You think that's going to make the e EU happier? I mean, maybe happier. Yes. Happy. No, <laughs> the, the, they might they might extend their investigation period more 
But it, it certainly yeah. wouldn't stop it because the EU doesn't seem to like U.S. companies much more than they like Chinese companies. Just ask Google. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting point that it wouldn't it wouldn't stop what would be going on in the EU, but it might slow it down. Um, my guess is that this is something that's gonna gonna ride around for a little while. We're gonna see some uh, some some moves happen here, um, some investigation happen here, uh, but it sounds like they're they're prepared in the event something goes wrong quickly. That's that's my guess. Well, that is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. We always appreciate it. If you didn't join us live and would like to in the future, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, f5live.tv slash join us. You can chat with us during the show and give us your uh, input on the topics as we talk about them. We always like to hear from you during the show. If you're not able to join us live, that's okay. PluckHitsLive.com slash subscribe. You'll see all of our shows. Uh, F5 Live, Pilch Point, Pluck Hits Live Presents, and a whole lot more all in one place and all the different ways that you can watch or listen. And with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we will see you guys back next time. Ciao.